Now we are right in the heart of the winter months. There's nothing better than cozying up to a nice warm fire. With gas fires being on trend, it's actually not too hard to install a stylish gas fireplace to warm your living space, an alfresco area, or even your bedroom. The benefits are good for the soul, but also good for adding value to your home. And today, we are going to find out how you can add some fireplace ambience to your home and still get to enjoy it for the winter. You're listening to Real Estate Bright. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Estate Right has an episode for you. Whether you're new to real estate, work in real estate, or even are affiliated with real estate, we give you expert advice on every little nuance that makes real estate right. If you would like to advertise on this niche podcast targeting Melbourne agents, buyers, sellers, renters, and investors, give Lisa a call on 03 5977 to find out more. Dean Davis from M&Co is Real Estate Rights' go-to stylist and real estate trade, helping those get their properties ready for sale. Featured in the Australian International Furniture Fair in July, Dean is here today to talk to us about all the different fireplaces and how a fireplace can add value to your home. Welcome, Dean. How are you? Good, Sue. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. Well, you came in via Zoom today. You didn't come into the studio. We will wrap your knuckles on for that, but that's okay. <laughs> now, tell us, how did you get into fireplaces? We know you as MCO Property, but there's a side step, which is called MCO Living, yes, which does the fireplaces. So tell us about that. Yeah, so about two years ago, the company made a decision to start getting into um, furniture and fireplaces. Um, in particular, the fireplaces, uh, we met with uh, Jetmaster. We, we started setting up our showroom uh, in Moorabbin and we realised it was a bit cold and we thought, okay, well, we need to warm it up. And we wanted to warm it up from a designer kind of aesthetic. So we thought, let's put fireplaces in. So... We thought gas fireplaces, uh, wood combustible and electric fireplaces would do the job of heating, but also would create uh, just a great backdrop for our furniture. So we, we reached out to um, to Jetmaster and conversations started and, and we've become uh, Jetmaster's flagship store um, in Melbourne, which is fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so much. Now, we also, in the intro, talked about the Australian International Furniture Fair. Yes. Um, how, how are you participating in this? So Australian International Furniture Fair is a great platform for companies like ourselves that are um, starting to sell furniture, you know, decor, um, in fireplaces. And um, I guess it's an opportunity that every year we've gone to, to to seek suppliers for our own business. And I guess we've become a supplier um, so um, Helen, who, who works with us, has um, put together a really great floor plan and design. Uh, it's approximately 70 square metres, which is um, one of the bigger ones, which is great. And um, it will be there right next to the, the Champagne Hub we are. And we're also in the Sustainability oh. Hub. So they, wow. they, they do a new hub um, and they've started it last year. 
the sustainability hub and a few of our products uh, uh, tick the box of being sustainable, um, which is our vegan apple skin um, couches from, from Gus Modern, uh, which is a Canadian... Vegan company. apple skin couches. Is that what you said? Yeah, vegan apple skin. So um, vegan apple skin, it's, it's, a, it's a fake leather or an alternative to leather. Um, you'd have to yeah. touch it. There, there, there is um, a resemblance... Um, it's not too different to, to the genuine leather. Um, yeah. A much more sustainable option and, and a lot of the um, infills are actually recycled plastic that is, um, you know, plastic from anywhere, um, shredded yeah. and woven to create an infill. So we'll be definitely um, featuring those sustainable products, not just in our stall but in the sustainability hub at the show. Wow, exciting must have. I must attend. I will put that in the diary for this podcast. Okay, now let's get into the basics of fireplaces. Now, why do people like a fireplace in their home? Well, I think people like a fireplace for two reasons. One, it's a great aesthetic. Um, you can really uh, show off uh, design features of a home. And then there's the practical part of it, which is to heat a property. Uh, especially um, yeah. you know, uh, rural properties, you often find that there's a, a combustible wood fireplace in the lounge room. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's for the looks um, when we're maybe working with gas or an electric um, and the combustible mm-hmm. ones are definitely there to produce uh, maximum heat to warm a home. And, and the, the warmth is more of a um, like a hydronic heating warmth almost as opposed to your, yeah. your traditional split system or air conditioner. So it's more of a... A hug of warmth. Yeah, hug of warmth. Yes. Um, yeah, hydronic heating is almost like a, it's not quite a moist heat, but it's just, it, it's not as drying as ducted heating and, and two split systems. And as as the same as the uh, gas fireplace, it's more, yeah, as you said, it's a hug of warmth. Um, now, Thinking outside the square, how have fireplaces changed in the last 10 to 20 years? Because there's been some quite significant changes, hasn't there? So, yeah, the research we've done on them to date uh, just shows that they're becoming a lot more um, efficient um, and there's yes. a lot more rules around the installation of them. Um, so with houses you know, needing to be a higher star rating to get occupancies and permits like that, the fireplaces are going in often are maybe a closed door, um, so they're not as, they're not open, um, or there might be, um, you know, uh, different technologies that allow a fireplace to go in and are much safer next to um, combustible materials. So um, yeah. the Jetmaster range, which um, includes uh, Kemlin, Horizon and Polaris, uh, heavily focus on the, the efficiency and also the safetiness. Mm. Yeah, which is good um, because, like, I know I've got at my holiday house a Euro fireplace, which I know that's a completely different brand to uh, Jet, Jetmaster, um, <laughs> but the, it, it is still a wood heater as such, but it has uh, heating panels on the side of it which actually sustain <laughs> the heat within the space. Yes. So when you run out of heat working, doing its thing, yes. um, the room still feels warm because of these radiant panels on the side. Yeah, great. And the other thing is it only uses, I think, a kilo of wood per hour. Yeah. So it's really, really um, 
economical on the wood front too. Yeah, well, that, I think that's what people are looking for. Um, you know, wood is not cheap, and um, no. I think that uh, the, the more you can get the, um, the combustion, I guess, uh, as hot as possible, but so slow burning as possible, I think that's what people are definitely after. So we've you know, obviously talked about the wood fireplace, which is essentially the traditional kind of thing. Um, what other types of fireplaces are well, there? The next popular and, and equal to would be a gas fireplace, which you often see um, you know, in recessed in walls or there's you know, three-siders or ones that can be counter-levered. Um, they give off uh, a little bit of warmth. Um, they're, not, they're not designed to warm a house. Um, they're more of a design aesthetic one um, that, that we sell. It's, uh, the brand's called Horizon. Um, then you've got the Polaris, which is an electrical type. It's actually an electrical slash mechanical style where there's a silk sheet at the back that basically flaps um, with LED lighting to create a different flame every time. So the, the most realistic, okay. um, they're the most realistic look and flame for an electric. And why people like the electric is, is one, um, if people have solar panels or, again, the sustainability, um, they are a cheaper option. And, and also you can choose to uh, turn the heating element on or off and just have the LEDs flashing. So in summer... So you can have the look of a fireplace without the warmth of one. So okay. we often um, sell those into uh, apartments that can't have fluing as well. So both the wood combustible and the gas need a flue, whereas your electric one is more easy to install. It can be literally cut into a wall or put onto um, a TV unit, kind of bench style, um, they also um, can go into the traditional fireplaces as well, where there's a mantle and a half. Um, so people do like them for for the accent to the the fact that you don't need a, a flue. And sometimes in properties you can't put a flue. Yeah. You said that sometimes the gas ones aren't quite, you know, designed to be heating up a space, but some of them have a, a fan option so that helps the heat come in and, you know, into the room. Yeah. Yeah. The clothes fronts and the, the fan type do heat a room, you're right. Yeah. We sell um, like open-flamed, more um, you know, architectural look. It does heat a bit of a room, but it's not designed to heat a house. Yeah. Like from my conversations as a copywriter, a lot of the older generations don't like fireplaces as it was their chore when they were kids to clean out the fireplace, chop the wood and keep an eye on it so the house wouldn't burn down. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Those were the days. Now, obviously, now that we can have the gas fireplaces that make them low maintenance, how can you convince the older generation that a fireplace adds value to a home? Yep. So I think you're right about fireplaces needing to be easier to clean and safer to clean, and definitely the gas ones are a flick of a switch. They're on and off. And, you know, yes. A few few settings and it could even be via remote um yeah so i think that um if people have grown up with them and they're used to them and then they want them back in their house or they're, they're renovating or there's a spot for them and they just have decommissioned an old one um yeah i'd say um they're, they're much safer they're much easier to clean um and just the aesthetic of them um looks great 
Okay. Now, has there been any data on how much a fireplace adds value to a home? I don't know if there's been any data as such, but I do know from going into properties, and you may know yourself as well, Sue, from copywriting, is when you can say all fireplaces are functioning um, or there is a functioning fireplace, it seems to add uh, a touch of comfort or even class to the property. Um, And I think people... Romance. Yeah, a bit of romance, exactly. It's It's a lifestyle product. I mean, there's obviously... It's not just a lifestyle product. There's a practical part to it, which does warm the house. But they are seen and added with all of the designers and you know, the way that architects um, are putting the fireplaces in. It's almost um, a feature to the property. It is a feature to the property. And I'm seeing more and more, I'm sure you're seeing it too, like so many more outdoor fireplaces, like the whole outdoor living thing is really becoming a bit of a, a highlight um, and knowing it can be used all year round with the backdrop of a fireplace, you know, you've got your red wine going, you've got your, um, you know, no cheese and bickies and whatever you've got going, um, yeah. a good conversational area. It's it they're, they're a great lifestyle product. I mean, in um, you know, throughout the winter months of Melbourne, it does get a bit cold, and people, I guess, are looking for that heat. And a lot of people are also investing in their um, houses that they've been kind of locked down during COVID. We learned that you know people staying at home and they're not going out as much as they may have, um, making that home their comfort and entertainment spot has been important to house owners uh, and people that are renovating and the outdoor fireplaces, whether they're a gas fireplace or a a wood fireplace that can sometimes be converted to like a bit of a barbecue, is a great social point, but it also keeps the warmth in in the party of people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people are, with the wood ones, people are chucking in their wood fire pizzas and they're, you know, got the little bit of a maybe a rotisserie or like, you know, let's put some um, roti bread in some in some uh, foil and chuck it in there. Yep. You know, some, it's the old beef burgers. Kind of fun. Thing. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't probably do it on the gas one, but I'd definitely do it on the wood one. But most fireplaces do come, outside fireplaces do come with a sort of accessories that can cook, uh, whether it's, okay. yeah, um, yeah, veggies or... Like a rotisserie uh, thing, like a... Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. they come with, um, like, yeah, like an extra bracket you can clip in or um, yeah. there's a fireplace um, that Jetmaster do, which is, um, it's an actual wall fireplace, but uh, the coals and the timbers can be then kind of, I guess, sprinkled across the base of the um, the fireplace and a grill goes in and it basically grills, um, you know, your, your vegetables, your meats, um, nice. whatever you're cooking. Yeah, cool. I like a fireplace. I'm pretty sure you do too. I do, I do. I've got a passion for them. <laughs> now we all want a fireplace because, you know, we just talked about how awesome they are. Um, after the break, we will talk about making it happen. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and I'm Sue Langada, and I'm talking to the entrepreneurial and very diverse Dean Davis from M & Co about the beauty of fireplaces in your home. 
Now that we've convinced our listeners to get a fireplace, now what price range could it cost to install a fireplace? So uh, once you've purchased your fireplace, depending on your design and your existing um, architecture of your house uh, and design of your house yeah. uh, will depend. But an installation could be as simple as $1,500 if it's just uh, a straight forward gas change over into a, into a uh, federation style fireplace or it could be upwards of, yeah. you know, five ten thousand dollars $10,000 if you're looking at, um, you know, building the whole chimney breast out from scratch and creating the penetration through yeah. the roof. Um, and then there's some fireplace installations that go into, you know, some higher-end architectural properties where they're hanging out of a ceiling for, you know, two metres. Yeah. Uh, it could be upwards of twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000. So the, the most common installation would be around, your five to ten, including the design part that has a little bit of cabinetry and some floating shelves and perhaps a little bit of line yeah. broad. Does that include the actual fireplace? No, that's actually separate to the fireplace. So um, once once people have <laughs> their fireplace, it's important to think about, you know, will it just be freestanding on its pedestal? So, so there's a, a product called Tempo Grand that comes with its own pedestal with the fireplace, it doesn't need any cabinetry or any surrounding at all, uh, and then it gets flew mm-hmm. straight through the roof, which is a fantastic one for your single story, uh, whether it's your, um, you know, your country property or your metro property. Um, you know, they just go install very easily. Whereas your yeah. harder installs, when people are doing, you know, some cabinetry, they're creating the fire breast from the start, they're flowing it through, um, you know, some, uh, a timber frame. Um, or there might even be complications with the second story, um, which we then use like a power flow and go go vertically out the wall. So if you if you um, when you're picking a fireplace, it's important to understand uh, what your property's uh, restraints or restrictions might be, and that will then determine yeah. the installation cost. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're dealing with gas in most cases. But are there any regulations or pending regulations that may prevent someone installing a fireplace? So obviously you need a professional to do this. You can't do it on your own. Absolutely. So you you need a professional um, plumber that carries um, a gas licence and mechanical fluid licence to sign off a fireplace. Um, So that's different to a general plumber. Um, So it is a licence trade to install them. And and the reason being is, is, you know, there is flame involved. Uh, which is heat, um, for you know, obviously could installed incorrectly, either hurt someone physically or burn down a house, which is... Uh, mm-hmm. Can happen. Yeah, well, it, it can happen if you install correctly, but a lot of the fireplaces and the technology now, they've made it... They, they've really tried to you know, triple skin flues so that the outer flue can be very close to plaster and things like that. So the, the technology has made fireplaces a lot safer um, but having a professional install it of course is is, is what is required um, with the that's the fluing part but with the actual um, you know fueling call it um, the gas in this case is preventing any leakage of gas um, you know, there's been stories in the past of old heaters leaking uh, emissions and um, you know uh, potentially um, injuring or killing people. Um, geez, well, yeah, you've got the carbon monoxide poisoning issue, which, yeah. you know, obviously gas fireplaces could have. Um, and, you know, with rental properties now, that's considered to be um, 
at every two years, gas, so any gas appliance must be checked. So if you are installing one of these into a rental property, it would have to come under that. Yeah, um, yeah there's the maintenance legislation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's like a smoke detector gets checked as well. So um, I guess yeah. um, the standards of, of rental properties and you know, the Australian expectation is um, that it's installed by someone licensed and it gets maintained. And I think that, um, yeah, yeah that, that's a good thing. Yes, definitely. Now, now, what are the ty- best types for children and pets? All of them. Um, there's, there's no... Um, so sometimes people have a perception that a glass cover is maybe more um, kid-friendly as opposed to an open flame, but in actual fact that the glass can get hotter than the open flame. So people put like a, a safety mesh in front of those ones, which is a bit of a design feature as well. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because um, my fireplace, I told you, I've got up my holiday house. First time I've ever had a guest up there who said, um, have you got a screen for the fireplace? And I'm like, no, there's a glass, you know, open, you know, it's fine. You know, like, and it's, well, you know, she, it's like, oh, okay. So I don't know how old her kids were, but obviously she was concerned that. Well, it complies. It, you don't have to have one. Like it, it still complies from a safety aspect, but there is um, little meshes like, uh, you know, it's like a, a crossed mesh that screen. screen that can cover um, fireplaces um, and you can get those made up with most fireplaces that you install and it just adds an extra layer of safety. But, you know, yeah. <clears throat> if you've got that fireplace on and there's young kids around, you could liken it to like being close to a spa or a pool. You, you be mindful. Yeah. You know that you've got that fireplace on and that there's a toddler, you know, maybe playing on a rug in front of it. Well, you you're mindful of that. Oh, good. Now, um, in terms of energy efficiency, um, are they just getting better and better, the fireplaces? Absolutely. Yeah, they, they are. They're getting better and better. The wood efficiencies, um, you know, um, getting higher and higher. Uh, like I said, the clothing mm-hmm. or option for efficiency are great because the basically the cold air, if you're in winter um, and you're, you know, yeah. um, wanting to keep the house warm from uh, other source, you might have a fireplace, but you also might have hydronic or ducted heating. The heat is a, going up the flue and out. And the other way as well, that if you're cooling during summer, you're not losing the cold air up the uh, flue of the fireplace. So with the closed door, okay. it stops that. So um, yeah, I think people are tending to go to the closed door option for that reason. Okay, so we talked about before that, you know, that some gas fireplaces just have an ambient feel and then some can be quite boiling. Yeah. Can you moderate the temperature or are some fireplaces just designed to be ambient? Yeah. Uh, most fireplaces do have um, different settings. Um, so, yes, yeah. you can, especially the ones that have fans. Uh, the ambient ones normally have yeah. maybe three settings and when you install them, it's kind of you know, a low low flame, medium or high, which can be changed. Yeah. So do you have to do that? At the installation process, is it changeable yeah. while, you know, you go yeah. the, the ambient ones are changeable in the installation process um, and it could be just from the location of um, you know, where you install the fireplace as to how much of a flame and the okay. visual you want to see, uh, whereas you want to fans, often the remote control can just change those settings. Yeah, nice. Now... I want to get one. So how quickly can we get one installed? So the process of, um, of, of getting one would be, you know, you could come to our showroom or you could go online um, and then pick a product that you feel best suits your property or you might be working with an uh, interior designer or an architect. 
um, if they're not in stock, they're probably three to four weeks um, wait. It's um, they're an Australian made product. The ones that we sell um, are Australian made products. So there's obviously ones that are off the shelf, um, yeah, that are sold um, quickly. Uh, our products are Australian made. If it's not in stock, uh, it's normally three to four weeks. But there's a process around the design. Like if you're choosing one to replace an existing, there's most likely going to be a little bit of a remedial work or, or pulling the old one out. So. From, yeah. from when people start thinking about a fireplace to when they get a fireplace installed, it could be a, a two- to three-month process. By the time they've made the decision to do it, they've picked the one they want, they then discuss the design or the works that are involved in installing the new one, and then they actually have the works carried out. A lead time would be yeah. approximately two to three months. This is going to air at the end of June. We might get a little bit of... Uh weather time. Well, I think it could be that it yeah. airs in June and people have um, had a cold winter and now they've got an opportunity um, and a place to go and they do it before the following winter. The yeah. fireplace. Well, that too, uh, or, they, or they just get their outdoor one ready for summer exactly. when they just want to hang out. Somewhere. Exactly. Well, the, the, the fire season starts in April, so we find that a lot of people are thinking, hang on, it's getting colder now, I want a fireplace. So, um, you yeah. know, um, I guess... The amount of people coming into our showroom has tripled um, in, in April as opposed to January, February. Well, I think you've given us a great overview on how amazing a fireplace can be in your home. So if our listeners want to check out your showroom to find a fireplace to suit them, where can they go? So we are located in Moorabbin at 13 Roper Street, Moorabbin. Uh, we have a showroom with the combustible wood, gas, and the electrics on display, including an outdoor section that has uh, three popular fireplaces. Um, so come on down uh, Monday to Saturday. Um, you can book a private appointment. Yeah. Um, we, can, we can book you in with one of our designers if there's um, a lot of design conversation around your requirements. Yeah, sounds good. And how about um, at the Australian International Furniture Fair? Yeah, we'll be there from um, the 14th of July to 17th and you're more than welcome to come down. We'll have two of the units on display there um, and you're most welcome to, uh, to see us there. Beautiful. And that's at the Melbourne Exhibition Building. Yes. Don't miss that. Now, if anybody wants to check out your website, where can they go? Yep. So the website address is www.mcoliving.com.au. Um, you, yeah. you can um, call us. Uh, our numbers are on there. The contact details are on the website. Um, you can send through a contact um, us form on the website. Uh, all of the products are on the website, so you can kind of narrow down your choice, uh, choice from there. Awesome. So thanks again, Dean, and we will have all your details on our show notes and through our social media. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Now, next week, we have our next case study where we hear Helen's story. Helen is a homeowner who inherited her heritage-listed family home that her parents bought in 1963 in Fitzroy North and was able to get rid of the heritage listing to build a stylish new development. It's an amazing story, and Helen is a ball of laughs, so it's going to be a great episode. Don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies, and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. 
All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right. Thank you.